From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. A recent traffic stop led to a fentanyl seizure. Juneau Police Department Lieutenant Craig Campbell has this report. On April 1, 2023, at about 12.47 a.m., JPD officers in the area of Glacier Highway and Trout Street conducted a traffic stop on a black 2013 Chevrolet Equinox for a traffic violation. The vehicle was occupied by three adults, including the driver, 28-year-old Juno resident, Autumn Shally Baldwin. During the course of the investigation, officers located over 6,000 blue M30 pills believed to contain fentanyl inside the vehicle. Officers developed probable cause to show that Baldwin was in possession of the pills, and she was arrested for one count of misconduct involving a controlled substance in the second degree, a Class A felony offense. She was taken to the Lemon Creek Correctional Center. The seized pills have an estimated street value of approximately $152,000. Lieutenant Craig Campbell says he sees a fentanyl crisis increasing in Juneau and across the state. Today, Alaska State Troopers have issued a public safety announcement for the Matsu area. They have responded to several suspected overdoses this week in the Matsu area. Law enforcement believes that a lethal batch of illegal drugs is currently circulating in the Matsu, causing this rise in overdose events. The Alaska Department of Health's Project Hope provides Narcan free of charge, which can help reverse an overdose. Law enforcement officers in south-central Alaska are investigating the source of these illicit narcotics. The Alaska State Troopers ask if anyone has information about drug trafficking in the Matsu area to call Alaska State Troopers at 907-352-5401 or to remain anonymous, submit a tip on the AK Tip smartphone app or online at dps.alaska.gov slash ast slash tips. The Juneau Police Department is also seeking crime tips that can be submitted anonymously for a different set of crimes. Lieutenant Craig Campbell talked to News of the North about unsolved crimes from last month that JPD is seeking more information about. He explains how someone can submit an anonymous crime tip in Juneau. Several cases from March that are at this point unsolved or may need some assistance uh, to successfully solve those. So we look at those and try to submit those uh, out to the public and see if anybody in the public may have heard about them, may know information about them. And if somebody does, we offer a confidential way for them to submit tips through junocrimeline.com or through the Juno Crime Line P3 uh, tip software. It also comes in an app. Those people can provide information they know about a crime. If that information is helpful in solving that crime, they can actually be eligible for receiving a reward of up to $2,000. In addition to making reports online or using the P3 app, people can also call 907-523-7700 to remain anonymous. Lieutenant Campbell adds how they decide if someone is eligible for a reward. There is a process that we look at. So when the tip comes in to CrimeLine, it gets sent over to us. We would look at it to see, hey, is the information that they're providing relevant to any uh, criminal investigations? So it's easy for us to check, like, hey, is it is it valid or not? We vet those tips. Like, for example, if someone says, hey, I think Joe Bob or I know Joe Bob committed this burglary, that in itself doesn't give get someone a reward. We would have to then investigate that and with that information, develop independent evidence that would corroborate that person's tip, and it would ultimately have to lead to an or criminal charges. A general overview of the kinds of unsolved crimes they seek help with. So we typically go through all of our uh, unsolved cases for a month when we go to do these. And typically there are unsolved cases or have more to do with property type crimes, theft, burglary, 
fraud, forgeries, vandalism, that type of stuff, because those are crimes against property. And there's a lot of times maybe not a victim present during that time. Most crimes when there's a, it's involving a victim, such as a robbery, an assault, those types of things, the victim is present when the suspect is committing those crimes. And there's usually evidence that helps us identify who the suspect is and lead to probable cause to make an arrest. So we typically find that it's the property crimes that we're submitting information out on tips rather than people crimes. But occasionally we do. You know, occasionally we'll get some crimes where something happened to a person and maybe the identity of the suspect is unknown. The specific details of crimes JPD is seeking information about can be found on their Facebook page or JunoCrimeLine.com. It is also possible to remain anonymous while claiming a reward. Coming up next on News of the North, Governor Mike Dunleavy announced yesterday a new task force that focuses on child care. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And on the KINY Morning Show today, they talked about trash and recycling. Stay tuned. You are listening to News of the North. Deputy Director of Public Works and Facilities, Denise Koch, joined the KINY Morning Show today to talk about trash in Juno's landfill. She talks about recycling in Juneau. You recycle in Juneau. You can be confident that your recycling is being recycled. Juneau has two ways that you can recycle. You can work with a private trash hauler, uh, Alaska Waste, and they can, um, they can provide you with a bin, and that is what's considered co-mangled plastic. Um, or you can go to the, to the recycling center that is at the landfill, and you could, there's no charge to that. You bring up your recyclables, you segregate them yourself. Make sure your recycling is separated correctly when bringing it in. We do ask, though, contamination is something that can happen in any community, although it happens at a very, very low rate in Juneau. Um, we do ask that you pay attention to what you're recycling. And the things that we see that are, I think, mo- most likely to be uh, incorrectly recycled is plastic. So really take a look at the bottom of your of your bottle and make sure that's number one or number two. Kosh also recaps topics discussed in the session held yesterday. Some of the really, I think, important issues are that uh, in, in Juno, our trash currently is uh, privately controlled. So we've got... Uh, private company Alaska Waste picks up your trash and they bring it to uh, the landfill which is privately owned by waste management so we were able to talk about um, you know some potential solutions on uh, getting a better understanding of what's in our trash by doing a trash audit we also talked about you know ways that um, that the city government can get more involved like increasing diversion and uh, what what it could mean to increase recycling. And then we also talked about what some other communities in Alaska do. Governor Mike Dunleavy announced yesterday a new task force that focuses on child care administrative order 346. Jordan Lewis has more. The task force is charged with developing a plan to improve the availability and affordability of quality child care throughout Alaska. Dunleavy explains how a task force will help address the child care crisis in Alaska. Now, for some of us, we might be thinking, well, um, why do you need a task force for child care? Because there's a lot of different models. There's a lot of different needs. Uh, everything from how do you pay for a certain model to how many, how many kids will that particular model have. There may be discussions as to what that model does. Alaska is an aging state, with many younger people leaving the state for opportunities not currently present. Don Levy says child care is a crucial part in retaining Alaskans. 
We believe that this issue of daycare is absolutely crucial, that it's not just a, uh, an issue for uh, you know, a photo op, but it's, it's a real issue that needs to be looked at and scrutinized so that we can come up with some models that can help our folks, our families, our mothers to be able to be able to work, have a work-life balance. The governor's task force will consist of 11 voting members, including eight who are not state officials, two ex-officio members, and one advisory member who Department of Health Commissioner Heidi Hedberg will designate from the Alaska Child Care Program Office. An initial report is due to the governor by December 31st of this year, and a final report will be submitted in July of next year. Hedberg explains how the Department of Health will assess the cost of child care. The task force will be looking at existing strategic plans, assessments, surveys. They will also be listening to consumers, the parents who are trying to find that child care center close to home that's affordable and it's quality and they trust dropping their kiddo off at that child care center. And so it's really going to be this full partnership of, of looking at the existing reports that have already been created, working with the public, also the business sector. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Swaru Batoth is the Director for Legal Services and Sexual Assault Response Services with AWARE. Megan Dila is a Sexual Assault Nurse Examiner from Bartlett Regional Hospital. They are members together in a sexual assault response team, which Dila explains. That team includes victim advocates, Swarupa, law enforcement officers, and healthcare providers like myself. There's a prosecution team as well that are part of CERT, um, and they're involved kind of indirectly in the initial call out and then more in the overall process. As a team, we provide a coordinated, efficient, and supportive response to people who have been sexually assaulted. And we function as a team to help reduce, you know, the trauma of sexual assault by making sure we provide victim-centered advocacy, care, and the services they need. Toth goes over resources. Their options, if they were sexually assaulted, in the last seven days, there's a set of options, or in the last two weeks, two years, 20 years, there are options for people to get support after this um, really difficult experience. And one of them is a point person called an advocate. And we have advocates 24-7 at AWARE. And uh, it's a great option to give a call to an advocate. You can be anonymous. The service is free and totally confidential. And it really offers to the ability to overcome the effects of sexual assault. Toth tells someone how they can reach out I would like to reiterate that you can call AWARE 24-7 and talk to a trained advocate. So this is somebody who really understands how to listen. The phone number is 907-586-1090. And if you're outside of Juno, 1-800-478-1090. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.